welcome to Masters of Divinity. Uh, I'm your moderator, JP, and I'm here with the game. I'm here with Father Chuck. Aloha. Uh, and I am here <laughs> also with the occasional Matt. What, what, I mean, what, what do you say from South Florida after the Hawaiian goes You just Aloha. drink bleach is what you do. You just, you go, just... <laughs> no, you gotta, I don't know, what, is, what does Pitbull say? I don't know, Mr. Worldwide. Dolly, Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, i don't know you you crush a white claw that's what you know yeah, we don't <laughs> next time we don't start with the now official hawaiian aloha okay thank you hi uh, should i just say yeehaw for the record, at the top of my the record i i am not i am not a hawaiian <laughs> that's corner. a race i'm right. a howley yeah that oh, lives in hawaii uh, you, yeah i know i <laughs> you're getting really into the culture man that's this it's quick. It's good. That's good. That's a good thing. I mean, I mean it's a good thing. It's good. Look, the way I look at it is this, is that people who look like me have spent a long time coming to this island telling everybody what they should and should not be doing. And, you know, and I'm and I'm actually watching a lot of what, like, tourists and stuff do here when they come. And because we've actually started seeing a bit of a tourist upswing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, not everybody's following quarantine. Yeah. Um, and I got to say, like, what bugs me about it bugs me that people use this place as like the back. It's nothing more than a backdrop for a bunch of Instagram photos, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the idea that you're not going to come here and actually try to like engage and learn with it on its own terms. <clears throat> you know, it's just another like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm here to, you know, I'm here to walk this trail and I don't care if it's closed. I'm just going to hop the rail and do it anyway because... I paid all this money to come here and therefore I'm entitled to it. Um, and that's sort of been the story of Hawaii ever since white people discovered it. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in learning about it, you know, and yeah. And yeah, this has been Hawaiian corner with Father Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just devote like five minutes to you every episode. You can talk about Hawaii. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, we need segments. We need ban, segments. And then put a ban on it for the other 95% of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you make me feel bad, not because I don't like it. Was that a Hydro Flask I saw? Uh, it is a it is a it is a Takea. Oh, okay. Uh, which is um, from Target. Um, it is also, say it with me, Japanese. <laughs> All right, we should talk about the album. Really quick, really quick. <laughs> I have to say one thing, one thing Okay. that you guys will appreciate. This is Japanese Corner with Father Chuck. <laughs> it's Weeb Corner. <laughs> the Weeb Corner. So, no, listen, listen. You, Matt, Matt in particular will appreciate this, I think. So, Monday, my Monday consisted of surfing at number threes, which is a surf spot that was featured in The Endless Summer. Nice. And eating legit good ramen Ooh, yeah. from the mall at the Ala Moana Center. And like so that. the fact that I from from like a legit actual Japanese ramen restaurant. So like I I it I can't be more like you know what I mean? Like it's your time has come. You you've arrived, Chuck. 
it's 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 kind of did I did I share with you guys when I went to the Japanese grocery store and I was yes. like actually overwhelmed? Yes. You okay. Did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a picture. It. A picture. Even. Yeah. We, we yeah. got it twice. But go, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to let you make me feel bad that I'm blessed to live in. Hawaii. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to continue to let me feel bad that I don't. So go ahead. Don't you live in South it. Florida. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. If the people weren't here, it would be amazing. It's and hot, then though. Chuck, and then Chuck's all like, by the way, now I'm in Hawaii where the water is clearer. There's things called like mountains and stuff that you don't have. And the people are actually decent human beings who don't completely suck. So, yeah, and you actually get breezes. Like, just. Yeah. Yeah, this great. Is like a wet blanket. I mean, I, I am, I, I have no air conditioning on in my office right now. Just a desk fan. Oh, okay. All right. So we should probably start talking about the album. No, I don't think we should uh, talk anymore. <laughs> I think we're done talking for pretty much forever. I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna say goodbye. Yeah. All right. So we're still in music mayhem, and we're all fine. I'm fine. Are you fine? <laughs> is everyone fine? We're fine, right? Everyone's okay. Everyone, we're okay. We're all we're fine. We're all okay. We're all okay. We're gonna do okay. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. Father Fun isn't here. Um, uh, he'll be with us next week. Uh, so last week, uh, occasional Matt chose Thriller by Michael Jackson, and um, we've all listened to it and we're ready to go. Matt, buddy, well, why did you? What? Why did you choose Michael Jackson? <laughs> Matt, you, you chose. You actually chose a good album, at least with some good songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best-selling mm-hmm. album of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So let's 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 dig, baby. Um, why did you choose Thriller by Michael Jackson? And just give us some background on uh, with, with this album, all and right. then we'll roll into general thoughts. All right. So. Why did I choose this album? General thoughts, blah, blah, blah. Um, Let me also, I will also tell you, there's like three ways I would talk about this album. So as the moderator, JP is going to get stuck trying to decide if he wants to do any of these three, throw out all these three or whatever, but he's not allowed to cut this out. There's going to be three ways. Okay. Because I will say this, I will start with, fast forward with me years ago to this little kid who's hanging out at home and i don't remember exactly how old i was my guess would have to be eight or nine and i turn on the tv it's october i turn on the tv and this music video comes on and it changes everything it's this music video called thriller that when i turn on the tv it's the first time i got to watch it i hit play it started playing i watched this thing so then I'm like, who is that? What is this song? This video is amazing. So then I looked up some more stuff, caught a couple concerts here and there. And then that Sunday, went to church in my white suit with one white glove on and a hat because <laughs> that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so my reason for picking this starts there. I will say that it was the... At the time, and it's very dated, but at the time was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. It was the most, um, it just felt 
grown up to watch it. Like it, it didn't feel like kid. It didn't feel inappropriate. I don't mean grown up like, Oh, this is a adult movie. No, I just meant it felt grown up. Like this was mature, not kids. This wasn't kids music. This was real music. When I saw Michael Jackson for the first time. And when I saw the thriller video for the first time and everything was just like, so this album I picked because of that specifically because of even the song that the title that the whole album is titled after the song itself alone but then also the specific album has the fun little touch even though <laughs> even though the song itself I'm not a big fan of but has this fun little touch of we're this year we were doing favorite bands so what's your favorite band and what's the album or whatever that you would say is like this is how I want people to get into it and I told JP, well, I already picked my favorite band. It was the Beatles. And I already picked the album I would have chosen. And that was Let It Be Naked. I was like, so I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, light went off and a little help from our number one fan who is out there listening now and who likes me better than Father Chuck. And that's all that matters. <laughs> but our number one fan who, in case you're a first time listener or not paying attention, is Chuck's mother. Um, who knows I'm cooler than him. Um, she said, I was hoping you would have picked to him. I was hoping you would have picked Michael Jackson or the Beatles. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my album is simple because my favorite all time ever is the Beatles. But we talked about them. It's played out. And I realized talking about them is like, whatever, who's going to argue about the Beatles? And if you do, you're like the bottom 5% just arguing to argue. I don't mean you have to like them. I just mean their influence. You're just arguing to create a scene and be the anti-whatever. So I was like, I've got a Michael Jackson album, the number two pick with one of my all-time favorite songs on it for several reasons. And who I used to think, used to think, used to think was the height of cool. And not only that, but this album features a song that has a special guest singing with him. And it is Paul McCartney, one of the Beatles. And I was like, nailed it. This is my album. And what I will leave you with, there's my reason why, here's my final thoughts, and the three ways I would talk about this. And again, the moderator gets to choose any of this or none of this. But I would talk about it as the art, because I was, I loved this. I was influenced by this. And I have a lot to say about the whole thing in general. Number two, you can talk about the person. That is a difficult, hard road that I don't know if I want to go down ever, much less now. And then number three becomes the debate of how do you separate the two? Do you separate the two? And is that ever okay? And I mean, that's it's this is years and years of conversation, but I do feel like if I'm going to bring up Michael Jackson, I have to address the fact that we at least have to address that those concerns are there. His music, what he did, what he created, what we all know, what we all found out happened, what he was, and how do you deal with that now? So just putting that out there, what you address, how you address it, cool. But I have to I have to bring attention to that since I am the one who brought Michael Jackson into our podcast and I can't pretend like there's not a lot of horrible stuff to address and talk about if you wanted to get into him as a human being and as what he's been accused of and what has happened. Um, so that's all I'm going to say. But 
picked the album because he was the height of cool. I had the hat, the white suit, the one glove on. The video changed my life. The music video thriller changed my life. And that's why. And it has a Beatle on it. So it's just all things rolled into one. I mean, what else, What other album would I pick? <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about the album? If you can just give your quick thoughts about the album itself. Listening to it again, how did it make you feel? To me, the album is now, listening to it now, I would describe it as the album is a fun party. Yeah. But that's the, that's the attention I give it. Now the album is a always, if you're like, I want to run around the room and jump up and down and dance, you can hit play on this album and you're pretty much set from beginning to end. Like, you can goof around to it you can sing along with it you can act like a fool you can dance to it it's just it's a fun time yeah, i would describe per- it as a fun time perfect eighth grade slow dance songs too right oh yeah oh yeah absolutely so you get to be a total goofball and then totally do like a little one of these <laughs> yeah. and you're perfectly ready for the slow dance yeah so yeah no i would say the album now is to me in today's context the music and the album, the words, all that stuff is just, it's just a fun time. That's mm-hmm. all it is. I've got nothing deeper to it. It's just a fun time. I hit play, I enjoy it, it's over with, and I move on with life. And cool. then when I hit play again, I enjoy it every time. So <laughs> that's what it is now. All right. Father Chuck, what are your thoughts on Thriller? So <clears throat> Michael Jackson has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. This is why my mom brought up Michael um, um, in that post. Um, I shared with you last week, or last time, I shared with you the photo of me from like three years old Halloween dressed as Michael Jackson. Um, You know, um, and in a way that's not going to get me in trouble because there's (laughs) no, there is no blackface involved. It's just, you know, the wig, the jacket, the glove. Um, You didn't really have to when we were kids anyway, right? Like, Right. So, so, so I, my mom, I mean, I, it's the first beat. It is the first song that I I ever danced to. It was the first music video that I can remember ever seeing. Um, somewhere I have, I, I still boxed up. I have the eight track of thriller. I keep it on my shelf because like, it's the one that played in my car, my mom's car as I was a kid growing up. I mean, so like this album is like, intertwined with my understanding of myself i mean it's just it's just always been there it was honestly one of the only album it was like the, this is the first album we've ever picked where i like i i listened to the whole thing last night but i realized i probably didn't need to listen to it to talk about it i gotta because, feel the same way too <laughs> um other than like other like other than like uh like the what is it um lady in my life and um and what baby be mine yeah, like those balance. are the those two, like I just never really paid much attention to uh, before this. But um, I, I here's what I'll say too. I mean, it, it's so hard to talk about this without talking about Michael. Yeah. And I, I here's the I will say about it is I'm not entirely convinced that like he's guilty of all the stuff he's been accused of. But I also believe that he is a profoundly, a profoundly damaged individual, um, a victim of 
severe abuse, a victim of unbelievable loneliness and a human who had an entire childhood robbed of him um, that manifested, I think, in ways that made him appear, behave very inappropriately. And, you know, like, I think the question of whether or not it's criminal, criminal behavior, I think, is is the big debate. I don't think there's any question that Michael Jackson had some serious boundary <laughs> issues with children. Um, and I know, like, it's, it's one of these things you try to dance around, and it's tough to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I think listening to the album this time around, that sense of loneliness that comes from Michael Jackson, I noticed it a lot more. He he sings about stuff from a distance, right? Human Nature. I love the song Human Nature. And in Human Nature, it's, it depicts this whole idea that he's looking out the window at a, at a city. He wants to participate in it, but he but he doesn't. Right. He, it's, it's all about wanting. It's one. It, so it, it, all of his music kind of carries this quality of like it doesn't sound like the words and, and things of someone who actually lives this stuff. It sounds like the words and thoughts of an observer. Hmm. And I mean, I, and I know he didn't necessarily write all the lyrics and, you know, that there's you know a lot of people involved in the, in the composition of this stuff. But there's just this kind of general feeling in almost everything of his music that like like when he sings a romantic song it doesn't sound like it's actually his voice yeah. and i don't mean that in the sense of like you know the audible voice but like the voice in like the artistic sense right he's he is performing someone else's music in the in in that regard like it's just hard to take it seriously at times when he's you know saying like baby be mine like i, I don't know it's just of course i've got you know we we've got the the, the, the michael jackson of the tabloids <laughs> you know, in our minds as we listen to this stuff now. So it's hard to hear it, what it sounded like in 1982 when it first came out. But, um, but Michael Jackson, even listening to Thriller, Thriller sounds like a record, like it, it has no peer and it almost has no precedent. Like it does, you know, like everybody talks about music as a conversation. Thriller does not sound like it's part of a conversation. It sounds like it's its own complete thing. I mean, it just sort of manifested on its own. It's just this crazy kind of like isomorphic thing that just sort of appeared one day. Mm -hmm. And and because of that, it is the greatest album of a great, the best selling album of all time. Um, in terms of in terms of what it accomplished historically, I think is, you know, something that probably doesn't get enough credit in that, you know, it, I think we, for, uh, here, I'll, tell, I'll share this story. So when I saw Undercover Brother in theaters way back when it first came out, right, great soundtrack to Undercover Brother, um, you know, a lot of soul music in it, but I'll never forget that the, con that the, that the, the climactic fight between Undercover Brother and Chris Kattan's character is set to beat it. And I remember like being it like it it, it it sort of took me out of the movie for a second when I heard beat it because I it dawned on me while watching the movie that I'd probably spent so much of my life not thinking of beat it as black music. I didn't think of thriller as black music. I mentioned that because there was a time I mean there was a fight with CBS who owned who owned um the record company um, that, that that Epic Records they owned it. There was like there was a fight between them and MTV about getting Billy Jean as a music video on MTV, um, because MTV said like we don't play black videos like it's not you know we're a rock station or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And and it took them saying, well, if we don't, if you don't air this, then we're not going to let any of our other artists have music videos on your channel. And so MTV had to relent. And it's and, and so Thriller was responsible for getting black artists on MTV, which dramatically changed MTV over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's something to the fact that Thriller is responsible for breaking for breaking certain segments of black music and black culture into the mainstream <clears throat> that would not have otherwise happened. Cause I mean, just think about, think about a little bit like what black culture was like at the, in the, in the mid to, in the mid seventies to early eighties. Right. It, it was very niche, you know, black music. Well, you know, there was, there was sort of like a black alternative for a lot of stuff on TV. Right. Cause you only had like the big four broadcasting stations, So you didn't have like a UPN or a BET or anything like that. You had Soul so, Train. Right, but like Soul, so Soul Train, right? You had um, you had the you had um, the Cosby Kids show, yeah. right? You had um, you had the Jeffersons. You had um, you had um, 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 oh come on, um, Red Fox's show, um, Sanford and Son. Yeah, Sanford and Son. Um, you know, so you had and and in a lot of ways, black black people were depicted on television as poor or like. They had like just suddenly come into money, right? Like the Jeffersons. And then when it came to music, music was like like there was there was music and then there was black music. And black music was like soul and R and B. It was Motown, right? Um now obviously black music had been around for since the beginning of the country. Arguably the first American styles of music, um uh, the first style of music that it was like conceived of on the North American continent as distinctly American is black music. But you know, historically, is this the thing where white artists have taken black music and popularized it, right? So like Elvis, Elvis takes black music and, and, and popularizes it for a white audience, and it's such a big deal. Well, you know, you get to 1982, 83, Motown, 25 years later or whatever, they have Michael Jackson on stage doing the moonwalk to Billie Jean. And it's a moment that is just as transformative as Elvis shaking his hips. But the difference being, here is a black man breaking black music and black dancing on a popular stage and like we i think in a lot of ways white america did not really appreciate how radical that was at the time or maybe we did and our like in our generation just sort of forgot it because you know we got used to this tabloid figure michael jackson that we sort of divorced from being a black man um but what this represented for musical and popular culture in terms of like in terms of like race is like massive. I mean, it really is something that the greatest selling of album of all time was produced by a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, so like that's also in the back of the ground in the background about it for me when I'm listening to it this time around. Um, and you know, which is funny because here we are talking about these sort of bigger issues. At least I'm talking about these bigger issues um, as I ramble as I as I ramble on, um, and and not really focusing on the music itself, which. Like, as Matt said, like, it's a party, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I can get into, I can get into the, we'll get into the specifics I know a little bit more. But, yeah, like, there's no, there's no lyrics in it that I'm, like, sitting there being like, oh, that's profound. <laughs> um, right? Like, there's, and I think maybe that probably is why it's so popular, because the lyricism in it is kind of so general that anyone can accept it. And it's not confrontational. It's not, there's nothing controversial about it. In, in, in what it presents. I mean, the fact, Matt, that you as a Baptist kid 
could see that video and then go to church the next day in a white suit, white hat with a glove on your hand and the Baptist not run you out the door <laughs> or your parents be bothered by that kind of shows. I, I, will, I, will, I will say, although I, I agree with you, so I don't want to undermine your point. I will say I did not say it was OK that I did it. I'm oh. just saying I went there wearing it. That's all I'm going to say. I'll let yeah. you decide who and all that thing. But um, but, yeah, no, not everybody thought that Michael Jackson was somebody I should be emulating. But okay. um, but oh. but I agree with you in general and in a broader sense, even the people who caused a problem about it, they didn't really care in the same way that you would if it was a more controversial topic. So I'm agreeing mm -hmm. with you in the sense that yeah. even at a Baptist church, the pushback for the kid who shows up dressed like Michael Jackson was next to nothing. It was just kind of like. Oh, I don't know if that's who you should dress like. And that was like the end of it, as opposed to if I came and dressed like another artist that they didn't approve of, it would have been the end of the world. So, gotcha. um, so yeah, no, I'm still agreeing with you. I just have to say, no, I, I, I can't okay. let it go that everybody was okay with it, but, but carry on. <laughs> but I will say, I will say just lastly, JP, um, that Thriller and Beat It are like, like it's kind of amazing that the album doesn't open with Thriller. Yeah, because once you hit once that keyboard, once a keyboard hits in Thriller, like it's massive, and uh, you know you get through three songs I and mean, you get through friggin' the Paul McCartney song. Like, <laughs> I, I agree, and I picked it. Okay, I like this is yeah. what we're, and then you hit Thriller, and you're like, okay, where was this all along? It it comes from another planet, and then Beat It is like. It, 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 how do you how do you categorize beat it it's not a rock song yeah it's not because you really typically can't dance to rock so it's not a rock song it's not really a disco song um it's it, it is its own animal and it is perfect and amazing and it doesn't make any sense lyrically but who cares because Eddie Van Halen's solo, which I, Michael Jackson introduced Eddie Van Halen to the world with this song. Yeah. Um, it's just. And then uh, also Toto, who helped out right. with some of the compositioning, too. Yeah. I mean, you had, you had Eddie Van Halen, Toto, and Quincy Jones, and Michael Jackson working on the same song. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so, like, just off, the, just off the strength of Thriller and Beat It, this thing is. I mean, like, where does it come from? I mean, seriously, like, it, it's it sort of feels like if you if you go now and like listen to the you know you listen to B52s' first record, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, it's B52s, but then you realize that they recorded that in the late '70s in Athens, Georgia, and you're like, where 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 are you coming from? Yeah, because like that doesn't make any sense. That much less you're you know doing it in the '70s, but you're doing this in Georgia of all places, right? I mean. And so, you know, you have these things that happen, and you know, during this time period, late seventies, early eighties, you have this music coming out, and it just seems like it has no precedent. It just manifests. Yeah, it's not and, like Nirvana that's like synthesizing a bunch of other genres, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, it just and so just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, which is like I can't even like I, listening to like just listening to Beat It. I'm just trying to think like, apparently Michael Jackson, like orated the sounds into a tape recorder. Yeah, I read about that. That was the writing process. Like, yeah. and like, you know, you've got like Prince running around doing similar kinds of things. Like, like these these music these minds that are just making these sounds that are just unlike anything that were like really on the radio at the time. It's just 
it, it's it's really an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um. Well, as far as I go, I too was a very big fan of Michael Jackson when I was a child. Um, probably the first musician I was kind of introduced to, I think. Uh, my sisters were like enormous fans, like back in the eighties and stuff, and they had, they had the um, the Thriller VHS tape, uh, which was the music video in its entirety from beginning to end, plus the making of the music video, and um, I would just like my my little four year old self would just saunter over to the stack of VHS tapes and I would just grab it and put it in and watch it, and uh, just. You know, just imagine this little kid in his little playroom, uh, watching these zombies, <laughs> and like, and and then also like also and just not turn it off at all because I wanted to watch the making of it too, and just watching like Rick Baker, you know, put this plaster on Michael Jackson's face, and that actually, I actually remember being more scared of them creating the makeup than the actual makeup, like than the actual zombies. Because there's something about the making of it back then. Doc, like making a documentaries weren't like the ones today. There's like they're like overproduced. All this music, very glossy, talking heads. This was like cinema verite style, meaning like there's just a like dude with a fil- with like a 35 millimeter camera or maybe 16 millimeter camera, just shooting everything around him happening, with no no commentary. Just what's happening. You have to put the pieces together yourself. And for like a little child to watch that was like it was it was kind of scary in a way. Seeing Did, these things come to life. Sorry to interrupt real quick. Do you think that that that, that experience is what made you both in, a fan of horror and a fan oh, of abs- filmmaking? Absolutely. Probably. Horror. Sorry, but but I have to comment on that one because you're that's something I was planning on saying already. Is I would say that the thriller music video is the first quote unquote horror movie. I was a fan of even though it was actually just a music video it was the first time because I you know you catch glimpses as a kid you walk it through the house and you catch a glimpse of a horror movie you're not supposed to see I wish I could wipe out the seven-year-old view of seeing that one scene from the exorcist but I can't Um, even though I've seen it later and the movie's not as bad as I remembered it that one scene is horrifying because of I saw it when I was seven but The first time I saw something that was genuinely scary, creeped me out, but I loved every second of it, was the time I turned on the TV and happened to catch the beginning of the Thriller music video and watched it all the way through. Um, So yes, absolutely, Chuck. You touched on something I planned on bringing up is I'm a huge fan of horror movies. I'm a huge fan of reading stuff like Stephen King. Chuck and JP make fun of me all the time because I go to sleep at night reading it and people are like who the crap reads it to go to sleep Um, which finally three and a half years later I finish a book total different episode someday but I go to sleep at night reading Stephen King all of that comes from I can specifically remember the first time I saw something that scared me to death and I loved it and thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen was Michael Jackson zombies chasing him amazing dancing and then he's a werewolf at the end and it, it's just it's awesome loved it more so, of a yes, were 100 yes but where cat yeah. where is yeah i don't nobody knows what it was animal wise but werewolf is what they were playing off of whatever yeah. he became who knows yeah. but the but yeah it was a genuinely creepy video but so cool 
you loved it even though it was scaring you and that was like the first time that i realized oh my gosh being scared can be a blast and cool and it really was it really was my introduction into even horror movies so. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if it was the catalyst because my childhood is sort of riddled with those moments of like peeping, you know, Poltergeist and Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, but definitely the, the making of it was something yeah. that was like really, I really latched onto. I know, like, yeah, I definitely think it probably has something to do with it. And if you watch it, it's actually I mean, I recommend watching. It. It's pretty cool because um, they have like full shots of like of like actually executing the special effects in the middle of a shot and you know you could see them working the bladders and stuff in the masks it's cool um so there's that and then then you know kind of getting older uh we didn't really grow up i mean i guess we did i think dangerous came out i don't remember um but like there was a time when he wasn't releasing anything new when we were kids and then like there was this uh announcement that the new michael jackson song is coming out and and it's coming on after the simpsons and uh, i remember just like just like just counting down the days to the simpsons episode which happened which happened to star michael jackson a homeless guy who thought he was michael jackson um and then afterwards that's when uh black and white came on and that started kind of the, the new trajectory that he had gone down in the 90s um and and uh, that's also when I think a couple of few years later is when history came out, right? His, yes, history. that was yeah. I remember buying history. Yeah, my my parents got that for me for my birthday. Uh, it was a it was a cassette. It was a two pack cassette. It was oh, great. you got the side the CD, yeah. And uh, once one side was like all all the hits, the other side was uh, all the new stuff. I didn't like the new stuff. I just liked all the hits. <laughs> oh really? I loved ah, I love that. I love that new stuff. I love a scream. Oh, scream. Man. I liked. I liked scream. I actually think I still like scream. Um, but the other, some of the other stuff was just kind of like a beyond me, like, you know, I got a little personal there. <laughs> I think, was that, did that also have, have you seen my childhood? Was that on there? I think there? so. Yeah. It's, I think so. Yeah. It's a weird song. Um, anyway, so, uh, no, I, I was always a big fan of him. My mom hated that. I liked him. There's, there is a recording out there of my mom yelling at me for recording, a uh, uh, smooth criminal. <laughs> uh, I used to love the movie Moonwalker. Um, yeah, dude. They used to show that periodically on on MTV with Joe Pesci. Um, that's where Smooth Criminal came from. Um, so yeah, used to, I, I loved Michael Jackson when I was a kid. Totally. Uh, still, kind of do like his music a lot. Um, as far as oh boy, I I, um, I watched the documentary. All all four hours. I kind of wish I hadn't. Um. I don't know. I don't know if he did all the stuff that's he's been accused of. I don't. I don't know how to determine if he did or not. Um, uh, I know that I think daily, literally daily, about the conversations of, you know, do you watch? Do you partake in the art of somebody? Uh, who is deemed problematic or who was abusive or is just a bad person uh, or even if they're in question, do you watch it? And my, my answer to that is always do, uh, you know, do whatever you want. Just be prepared to accept the consequences of it. You know, it's up to you as an individual and um, some people are going to be affected by it. You know, I know there's people in my life who are, 
you know, affected by sexual abuse and stuff. And it, it hurts them when I say like, oh, I like this person, you know, who, who or, or I like this piece of art that happened to be made by this person who participate may have been participant as, as something. And uh, all you can really do is just be like, I hear you, I understand it. Um, you know, I'm definitely not excusing them, but I also like, I can't, I can't unlike something <laughs> like, you know, there is someone I follow that talked about, like, you can only go so far with like criticizing something. You can't, that doesn't mean you can make yourself stop liking it. Um, I listen to thriller and there are songs that I like, and I just can't really help it. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do in regards to Michael Jackson. I don't have the answer. All I know is that, uh, if there are victims who are affected by it, I am 100% going to listen to you. And, um, do my best to to help you um so that's that's my opinion on that I, i'm not gonna get into the whole like separate the art from the artist because i don't know how possible that is sometimes it's like like r kelly you know he wrote a song about called uh uh oh so like there's there's an Aaliyah song called a age ain't nothing but a number and then it was yeah. found out that he was like in a relationship. Arclay was in a relationship with Aaliyah when she was like 15 years old, and that he actually ended up. He was the one that wrote that song for her to perform. Right. Um, like that kind of stuff. Like that's pretty overt. Like yeah, I, I'm not going to listen to that. <laughs> like I, we could we could right. burn those. We can burn those. But then the, the, but then it's like this person's actions doesn't isn't reflected in the in the work that I'm enjoying here. So it's like it's a bit difficult. I don't, I, you know, I don't really know what to do. Um, and if, if I'm just, well, I think, yeah, go ahead. I was, I think in the case of someone like Michael Jackson, because so much of his music was was sort of a collaborative progress, especially this album. Yeah, was such a collaborative process, and that, like as I said, like I don't think Michael Jackson knew how to be like a person. <laughs> Because his whole life had been spent on stage. I mean, th- I mean, I just when I look at Michael Jackson over the years, and and I, I, I just I see someone who like he never he just didn't seem to ever have like a real human connection, right? Like, yeah, he got validation. You know, he 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 sought validation from his fans, and he had people who worked for him that were like yes people and enabled him. But I just, but he, I mean, in the interview that he did in 93 with Oprah Winfrey, where he was just like, talk about how profoundly lonely he is. Like, I think that that just never really stopped for him. And so what you're, you're, he, he's performing what he thinks, like, so I think like it's already in itself separated from him in terms of the music and particularly with Thriller. Like, you're not getting Michael Jackson. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting this performer and there's also that we know what what's the guy's name rod temperton's the guy who wrote it yeah 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 um you know you're getting a performer um in a lot of ways um i mean he had a hand in it obviously i i just i just think it's, it's a little bit different when it's a little bit different when you're when you're engaging with somebody who's performing a piece of music like like if andre bocelli turned out to be like a bastard would that mean that like any piece of like opera that he ever performed now you can't listen to? Yeah. Right. No, you I mean, you probably listen to someone else's performance of that piece of opera, not necessarily him himself. Right. So, uh, so I think you already have like, a, there's already a kind of separation 
thing out there. Um, it just, it, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Well, it's, yeah. it's well, tough, and I, and I get it, but. Yeah, and I, I definitely think that, and that's what this album stands out to me as and why I love it so much, despite everything else, is um, there's very few artists, very few creative people, very few performers, whichever word you want to choose for them, there's very few of them that cross into this level of being almost genuinely otherworldly mm-hmm. in the sense that it's like what they're doing, how they're doing it. It's literally, I've never seen anything like this before and everything changes from that moment on. Um, I would suggest that that's a Michael Jackson. I would suggest that that's a Prince. I would suggest that that's possibly Lady Gaga back before like star is born anyway um but like a lady gaga it's they perform something and the world goes what is this we don't like this what's attractive about it why am i into this why is this so amazing how did they do this why can't we all create something this incredible and everything shifts like they come into the scene they catch everybody off guard they throw culture and everything for a loop to where they're like we don't even know how to handle this and before the end of it, everybody's going, how can we get a tiny piece of what they're doing? Um, and Michael Jackson, I think, was profoundly, like you said, profoundly lonely. You you hear his backstory and what he is or is not guilty of doing. I We're not going to get into that here. But what I can say is, regardless, the fact that he's accused of all this stuff and things, but if you look at just his story... His backstory is incredibly depressing, his upbringing, the abuse he faced, and he managed to become this literal, almost this literal figure that like, didn't fit into our planet yeah. to the point where, um, like Father Chuck t- touched on, this is the album where he's performing on a stage and he's performing one of the songs from this album, Billie Jean, and he turns or spins around, does his little spin around kicking stuff he's constantly doing. And all of a sudden he starts sliding backwards and the world changes forever. And it was the moonwalk where everybody's like, what the crap just happened? This guy literally, it looks like he literally left the ground and was floating across the floor. And the world changed from that moment on. Dance changed, the hip hop dance style, you know, I mean, it picked up on, I mean, I'm sure he got his influence from other people. But that was the public moment that changed everything was the time he spun around on a stage and started gliding backwards across it. And the whole world went, what the heck did we just see? Um, just like music videos change forever, in my opinion, after Thriller. I mean, you get these, you know, music videos, yay, fun images to go along with song. And then Thriller comes out. And it's like, crap, no short film. And I'll have a song in the middle of it. Um, and it was almost like watching Night of the Living Dead, the musical. There's <laughs> what, what it reminds me of. And it ends with Wolfman, except he's, like we said, we're not sure he's a wolf, a cat, whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's just he was, he was almost, he was almost literally outside of our world to a point where the whole world was wanting to catch up with him artistically and the whole world can accept it and it's kind of timeless because it didn't feel like it fit here in the first place so you listen to listen to this album now it's not as dated as others because it didn't feel like it fit that so right um so but so my thoughts on the album itself 
Um, you know, I, I thought it was it was okay. <laughs> I didn't I didn't love it. I, I I like you know, I like thriller. I like I like beat it. I like Billy Jean. The rest I honestly could really do without. I don't know. One of you starting something. I think it, I'm still it's still playing. <laughs> Uh, in fact, is that where Father Fun couldn't join us? He's not done listening to Want to Be Starting Something? Yeah. That's a long him. song. You want to be starting something, like, can, can you start the song? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, the, the, the Paul McCartney song, The Girl Is Mine, once, I don't know how Paul McCartney managed to make, yeah, to be yeah. involved in two songs that I hate that get stuck in my head for days, which is this and his Christmas song. Um, <laughs> oh, wonderful Christmas time! Yeah, try getting them both stuck in your head at the same time. That's, um, but yeah, Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean. Oh, I could listen to them all day. You kidding me? Also, I think I like the music video version of Thriller more than the uh, audio version. That's just, I like, I like the refraining from the chorus in the music video. Like you had to go through the whole. He's just going through each each verse, 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 and then the dance, and then the chorus. I like that. That's that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I wasn't really blown away by the album itself, and I I looked up some criticism and stuff, and I guess people were kind of uh, uh, keying into what he was doing, which is apparently like his album before this was off the wall, right? Yes. Yeah. So off the wall. Rock with you, great song. Yeah. So off the wall, it's it's a good album, uh, but people still thought it was still kind of very boyish. Lots mm-hmm. of ba- lot of ballads, like you know, like this one. Um, but this one was like, oh, okay, he's trying to prove to us something, and he's being aggressive about it. He's being like this, like this. I think this kind of established him as like having that attitude, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you talk like beat it. He's like just like he's like you know he's really singing those songs with a lot of attitude um and uh yeah so but yeah you want to be start even want to be starting something which is long and repetitive and i don't like it that's so apparently that's supposed to be something like he wrote about the media and like the tabloids and stuff and like he wants to fight them like this is i mean this is you imagine michael wants to fight which is like kind of like a new image for him and he kind of right. held on to the to the to the sort of edginess as like a as a, a piece of who he was that you saw in like other. You know, I think his next one was dangerous, right? No, bad. Oh, it was I thought bad was on dangerous. Oh, okay, I don't know my discography. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, so, but yeah, yeah, it was bad. Bad. bad ha- um... It just it just sounds like we're yelling out adjectives for horrible things. <laughs> horrible, <laughs> awful. Yeah. Oh, like the president's <laughs> bad, dangerous. <Yeah. laughs> I'm gonna keep so, yelling over your comic. I, I, I like think that's. It. I think that's I don't how it goes. Start. I want to go home. <laughs> I do think it goes yeah. bad than dangerous. So like, yeah, that this is where like his attitude comes from. That's, they're kind of establishing that, um, and um, I think that's cool. But that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I could yeah, really I, go. I can really dig deep into this. Except, except that I those three songs are pretty pretty sick. No, and I and I as a person who picked it. I'm going to be fully honest with you. I don't care to dig deep into it right now because I think we've already touched on everything. That's why I picked it is regardless of how it happened. I feel like this album was instrumental in drastically changing so much of culture at the time Mm -hmm. in so many different ways. 
And yeah. like the Billy Jean thing I, I saw, sorry, Father Chuck, I'll shut up <laughs> after this one. But like the Billy Jean video, if you look up the first time he moonwalks and you're waiting for it, watching him sing Billy Jean dancing on a stage, um, it's funny because Father Chuck already brought this up, but I couldn't help but watch him doing all his, you know, his moves he does, his kicking his leg up in the air, the noises he makes, the kind of like crotch grabbing stuff he does. And I couldn't help but the first thought I thought was, man, remember like when Elvis got in trouble because he swiveled his hips on TV and the world went crazy. Like they would not show Elvis from the waist down because he moved his hips. And, but the sad thing is like Father Chuck said is as you grow up, you realize how much history tells us that Elvis was taking music from these other cultures putting it out there making it famous making it this amazing name for himself without giving any credit to these cultures that he's taking it away from and specifically and mainly the black culture so then this Elvis figure who can't even show his waist down on TV for the longest time is then replaced by and it's funny because they used to call Elvis the king and then he was replaced if you look at music history it was like there was the king and there was nothing compared to the king until the king of pop showed up and when the king of pop showed up it was finally a figure taking the music back and he took that i can swivel my hips and blew away the world with the stuff he would do literally from the waist down the way he would move the way his legs would move the way my wife and i watch that video and we're like it's freaky how it literally looks like he weighs nothing. Yeah. Every movement mm -hmm. he made was so effortless that it looks like he's filled with helium on a stage. Like he's hooked up to wires or something because there's no way he can spin and kick and move and sing and yell and all the stuff he's doing without touching the floor, it looks like. Like he's just floating around on it. Um, so I loved that about this too, is this is like he, he, took, he took the music back and he changed it in a way that the rest of the world then was like, how the crap do we catch up to this? And I feel like this album, with everything from dancing to the music itself to music videos, this album changed all of those areas, dancing, yeah. singing, all of it. Well, I think the thing about Thriller, too, is and it's because what this is I, I'm noticing this as we talk about it, is that in a lot of ways, the album itself is the smallest part of talking about thriller oh, because, absolutely. because, you know, there was just this, there was just, there was this whole like orbit around it of, you know, like we just, I mean, we, we take it for granted today that like, if you're going to release a record, you know, well, not so much anymore these days, but like, you know, back in like the nineties, like if you're going to release an album, right? Like, you record your you record your singles and you record your music video and the music video is going to show up on MTV and that's what's going to happen before the album comes out. The music video is being used to promote the sale of the album. Right. So like that was just sort of a given that when you actually made it, you'll be recording a music video and, and all of that. That didn't really happen prior to Michael Jackson. No, no. He, he was the first one to use the music video format as a way to promote what he was doing. Yeah. And, and and the other thing is, is that. For, like the album is almost supplementary to the performance this is really more a thing that you watch than you listen mm -hmm. to oh yeah oh, uh yeah, agreed 
And and that really, you know, I mean, I think I think the Walkman. I've I've had this little thing going for a long time. I think the Walkman really, really radically changed our relationship with music, um, because it turned it into this very intimate thing, right? You have your headphones and you listen to it, and it's very individualized. Um, and we moved away from the big performative aspect of music, which is what it was for all of human history. Is that music was primarily something you went and you watched someone do. Um, and so, you know, Michael, Michael was one of the last people to really like capture that, I think, at least on this scale up until probably like, like you said, like Gaga, that, you know, that it wasn't just like the music they're making and that you have to listen to what they're saying. It was more about all the other stuff they're doing. Um, you know, yeah. what we call today, well, like four quadrant movie JP, is that like the, the term that's four quadrant so that it's hitting like everything right and that, that and yeah that like every demo yeah 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 and and so i mean this thing in terms of that it's just kind of amazing it does it does it back this interesting question jp considering that when people talk about thriller they really i think mostly are talking about thriller beat it billy jean yeah i don't like i, I think i think you're right yeah and and so what what's interesting is to think then that is this really more hype? Probably. Like, is is this just like a, is this like, is is it really all about the hype rather than the product itself? Well, I mean, answer, I mean, ask yourself, would, would it have been as successful without those music videos, period? Right. Probably not. You know, MTV, no. I, I looked at this up last night and I didn't realize till now that MTV was only like a year old when Thriller came out. Mm-hmm when the music video hit and so like people were i mean if you everyone was watching mtv at the time and like how did mtv start like it was pretty much like a grassroots campaign right i want my you called into cable station i want my mtv that was like their whole thing right and and so it, it was meeting a demand and so you have all these eyeballs on mtv and back then and like i don't think people understand this about music videos it's a very, it's an extremely new art form. Right. Watch, watch, um, watch, um, um, uh, uh, Elvis Costello pump it up. Yeah. Like that's a perfect example. Of, like what an early music video is. It's just them playing in front of a, in a white room. They didn't really know like what a music video was supposed to be. <laughs> and I think, what, and I think they, they probably thought that about when they were making these for, for Michael Jackson, because I could just see someone be like, so what a music video is like, what a musical. It's supposed to be a musical. These movies, these are musicals, <laughs> you know. My my mother actually believed for the longest time that me, that Michael Jackson invented the music video format. That's funny. And that was like a common, like there was like sort of a common belief about that. For I remember that sort of floating out there that there really weren't music videos before Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm my mom will correct me when she hears this, but <laughs> because I mean, if you watch, cause the music video format began with in, in England with the top of the pop show and they would be, sometimes they would be like these, you know, they were, they were either just recorded concert clips or they would get a little creative. Cause I think, um, cause I think like um, 99 Luft balloons mm-hmm. predated thriller and it had like a little bit of like a cinematic piece to it. But, I mean, there's a few things. I mean, the Beatles. I mean, obviously the Beatles were were doing early music videos. Yeah, yeah. Hard Day's Night and uh, Help. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where a lot of it comes. And, and then you had like, uh, 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 oh, I forgot the, oh, 
forgot the guy's name, but he made the movie Rock and Roll High School with the Ramones, which is basically just Hard Day's Night, but with the Ramones. Oh, right. So they kind of had it, you know, that cornered as well in the States. Um, yeah, well. Yeah. No, finish what you're going to say first. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't know if they would have had the success it had if it wasn't for the music video format. And uh, and the success was, I don't think people really know, like, it was the number one of the charts for two years, which is unheard of at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, unprecedented. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. But, but can I say something about Thriller? Because I know we're kind of running, starting to run out of the time. The album or the song? The, the song. Uh, the, the music video. You can. That doesn't mean I won't beat you up after. I just want to. I just want to give a quick it. review of it because I feel like I haven't reviewed it, and I feel like this is a perfect time for me. This is my my moment. Is it okay? Go ahead. Okay. Carry on. Right. Make it so. I love Thriller with all my heart, and um, I do love the music video version. I prefer the music video version. I don't. I don't like listening to it. I have to watch it, and I love the structure of it. I love that it's a. It starts off as like a you know drive-in movie, and then it's they're in the theater, and then. The music starts, and then the dance, the 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 dance dance macabre, and then you know it turns into Night of the Living Dead, and then it ends in this credits. I love I love all that. Um, uh, also, the it was directed by John Landis. Um, we don't have to talk about him either. Carry <laughs> 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 on. Uh, <laughs> um. Um. But I love it, I, and I think I always, I've always connected with it as like a horror fan as well, because it, and the Rod Temper, the, the guy who wrote it, Rod, Rod Temperton, he said he wrote it with Michael, with the the knowledge he had in mind that Michael Jackson loves horror movies, he loves scary films, and so there's, I love it, I always listen to it around Halloween time, like whenever it hit <laughs> midnight in October, the first day of October, I always press play on the music video and watch it because it's so. Well, He's talking about all of these like horror movie cliches. They saying like they're out to get you. Uh, they're they're gonna try to stop your heart. But he's like so gleeful about the whole thing. Well, and that's the thing is, I, I I didn't notice it until I listened to it last night because I never really I never really really paid attention to the lyrics. Yeah. And so last night listening to it, paying attention to the lyrics, it's 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 him hyping up watching horror movies with a girl he likes. Yeah. Yeah. Because like it's it's by the third verse when he's you know he talks about like we'll cuddle close together while watching because it's it's killer thriller night like yeah. that's the night that yeah, we watch horror movies together yeah I never caught yeah, that is, I never caught that that's a, what it was about it is a million percent me trying to explain to my wife who hates horror movies will not watch horror movies and has like horrible dreams if she watches them so I won't make her but I've tried <laughs> to talk her and talk her into them before and I'm like babe horror movies were made so that I could hold you and watch them together. So when I get scared, I can bury my face in your lap and hold tight. And when yeah. you get scared, you can grab me and hold on. Mm-hmm. And that's what this song is, is it is 100% him telling her, no, it's not about being scared. It's about the fact that being scared is just another excuse to be together. Yeah. Like it's another excuse for us to get close. It's another excuse for us to, to just hold on to each other and another reason to keep going. It's just, and I, I mean, I mean, it's and no one, ever, no one ever made a but, song about that before, which is awesome. No, no it's great. Uh, Monster Mash, lie. maybe. <laughs> yeah. And what's uh, funny is, like, like JP was saying, I got to say this really quick too, though, because you touched on it. What's funny is, I cannot hear this song. It almost baffles me 
to try and contemplate this exist the existence of this song outside of Halloween. Yeah, yeah because yeah. around Halloween, this is like this is my go-to theme song for Halloween is Thriller, and the video is perfect. So almost the idea of wait a minute, there was a whole album called Thriller, and it had <laughs> other songs on it, and people listen to this like all the time makes no sense to me. It's just it's a, oh, mind blowing. But anyway. Yeah. Carry but, on. Uh, and I, in the middle. Yeah, and I love like the the part of the song where he is just going through the verses and they're just walking down a foggy street. You know, and, and I love all the sound effects, the slamming door and the whatever that was. Uh and and of course, of course, it would it, it, just to just to put the cherry on top of this song for horror fans. A rap from Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Who, my favorite (laughs) lyrics of all time, darkness comes across, uh, darkness crawls across the land, the midnight hour is close at hand, Uh, ghouls in in search of blood or whatever, to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Vincent Price, (laughs) y'all's. Didn't Quincy Jones write that? I think so. Maybe I read that. I, I read. I read that they that he wrote it in the cab on the way to the recording session. He with probably Price. did. I. I. He probably did. I could see that. Yeah. Um But man, Vincent Price <laughs> and like, there's. A, I actually found. I posted it on my Instagram where uh, he was on the the uh, the. Uh, 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 oh God, what's that woman's name? I'm just. I forget names when I'm on the show for some reason. Um. Um. I haven't known who the two of you Elvira? are. Elvira? No, 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 no. The, uh, the female comedian, legendary female comedian, the who was on the red carpet for Joan decades. Rivers. Joan Rivers. On the Joan Rivers show, she had Vincent Price come on, and he he did the rap. And he even did the laugh at the end, which is great. Um, so this is, I mean, man, it's just so good. I will say, I will say rap is very usely... He's worried by you, JP. He's well, that's how they call it. That's, that's what they call but it, it. But it's but it's incredible. It's well, they're um, rapping like in the sense of like you're 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 yeah, having I mean, a report. I mean, yeah, you're rapping. Yeah, you're talking just like no, Paul no, McCartney no. and Michael do that at the end of at the end of. God. Oh, that song. Did can you we guys... talk about the fact that? Can we just talk about the fact that for this album to be as monster huge a thing as it is, there are some duds on this thing. Did you know that, oh, that yeah. song was that was but the single no, they released? Because I like it. Yeah, because I I have I actually have the um, I have the single well, the sad... uh, vinyl single of um of say say say. Oh gosh. Well, the sad thing is, I would take that as cultural uh, another picture of culture and thinking that they needed a beetle to sell michael jackson's album <laughs> yeah yeah probably when when the truth is who the hell other than my random some little tiny thing firing in the back of my mind to remind me that that song's even there who the hell remembers that paul mccartney's even on this album like who cares about paul mccartney on this album the music video you, you don't listen lame. to thriller you don't listen to thriller to even begin to think about paul mccartney and um and- and, and the I idea love the Beatles. they're my favorite but that's my point the idea Michael that the Jackson two just blew it away well, and the, the idea that the two of them are after the same woman i mean <laughs> who is this woman i don't know who is this woman that's like i'm gonna spend some time with michael jackson said i'm her forever lover like i'm like really into this like mid-20s this mid-20s black man and also this like 40 something year old <laughs> englishman but 
but the dog. Is it Linda? I was just talking about Linda. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, and yeah, I mean there there are some there are some like I don't know a single person that's like I love Lady in My Life. <laughs> it's my favorite song. You don't like I Baby Be Mine. I <laughs> my favorite song. I didn't even remember was on this till you just said the title right now. Another music video acknowledgement: <laughs> Beat It Rules. Um, I yes. love that video, even though it, it, it uh, the most unrealistic gang in the world, very West Side Story, even though they did have real gang members, apparently. His favorite movie. West Side Story is his favorite movie. Yeah. Um, I love. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We have to pause for a moment. I yeah. just because I have to do something because there is another artist who has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember a musician who I love w- w- literally with like as much of my being as I can. I really should have picked an album from him as my album this this time but <laughs> i know you're just saying yeah and in this video is what introduced him to the world in a way that that had not really been there before and his name is weird Al yankovic yeah. and eat it eat it is a is what a he's a genius <laughs> weird Al yankovic is a genius and that he could take like this huge music video and he could parody it in such a way that is both it both loves it and lambasts it i mean to this day, like I can't not listen to Eddie Van Halen's guitar solo and not em- envision the dude exploding at the end. <laughs> yeah, um, I, so, and and I also good. love. No, that is great. I watched that last night, and I was like, man, I really did love. I really do love Weird Al, especially like early early Weird Al when he was like a VJ on MTV. Um, but my one of my my favorite person in the Beat It music video is the one gang leader with the white jacket mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. has like just ascot. They have an ascot ascot eternally eternally popped collar who's always looking can i just the entire video yep yep, yep. doesn't move the entire time i love it uh i die laughing whenever that guy has because he's just so cool um but it's 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 a great mm-hmm. video i love it and like i think the uh, a lot of the instrumentation in that song really lends itself to the video like i love the the, the ringing bells mm-hmm. like it adds so much attitude and energy to it um so that's my two cents i'm on beat it and i want to i, wanna, I, I wanna, mean I, I, okay go ahead chuckle good I would say just beat it. I mean, I'm glad you brought it because beat it is again like that's my childhood. Like yeah. my earliest memory me of my life is me dancing, pumping my arm with a red jacket on to beat it. I mean, it it, it it's I I just I love the video. I love the song. Um, listening to it last night, I'm again I, it defies genre. Mm-hmm. Um, Van Halen's guitar solo is incredible. Yeah, like face face melting. melting. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's interesting, I guess, too, because I just watched, um, I just revisited the Back to the Future trilogy, nice uh, this past week, and so watching Marty McFly at the <laughs> end of the first Back to the Future do a Van Halen as guitar solo at the end of Johnny Be Good, yeah. and like how people are not prepared for it in a way, right? I mean, because Van Halen wasn't really well known, so that kind of guitar playing was sort of introduced to the mainstream audience, yeah, through that's true. That's this true. video. Um, which is kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, so my, the big, big question in the episode for you guys, uh, which jacket is better, the beat it jacket or the thriller jacket? Beat it jacket. Thriller. thriller. Ooh, ooh. We're at odds here. 
And the only reason, the only reason I say the beat it jacket is because like I dressed up as Michael Jackson specifically from the beat it video for Halloween when I was like three years old. And the only reason, and the only reason I say thriller is because I'm right and he's wrong. So here's the no, no. Here's the question: (laughs) Which jacket is Michael Jackson wearing in the doll? The doll. The Michael Jackson doll that came out. I don't you remember. don't remember the Michael Jackson doll? No. There was a 12-inch Michael, action, Michael Jackson doll. I had it. That he's in his red jacket. He has a glove. It's like a mitten with like stink woods on it. Yeah. Um, but that was like an iconic toy. Okay. And he's in know. a red jacket. So which red jacket oh, is it? The roller jacket or the beaded jacket? Was it the, because that, I think, is the one that... I think, I'm, I, I'm, I think the thriller jacket is probably so more the, iconic than the beaded jacket. I'm, I'm going to try and look it up right now. Do you not know for real or do you know and you're just... I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I think I'm going to try and find out. The thriller jacket seems more iconic because it's a bit more odd than the other jacket because the the, the jacket the, the beta jacket has cooler colors, but the thriller jacket is like a triangle, like it's with the pads. Yeah, but it looks it well, looks like the, what, it looks like what it looks like what Eddie Murphy's wearing in in his stand up specials. Yeah, but but I like right, I like that no. I like that like the metal stuff that's on the that's on the beta jacket. Yeah, like rhinestones. I think that, that goes be- it goes good with the with the glove. That's good with the glove. Yeah. Oh, All right, he's jacket. in the thriller jacket. <laughs> or or is that or is that the Eddie Murphy jacket? I think they tried to make It's the It's the thriller. thriller. It's the beat it thriller. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, I'm right, you're wrong. Carry on. That's, no, I, I definitely no, all joking aside though, even somebody who's seen it liked it, I'm I'm not being a jerk. I'm just saying I have to think and try and go, wait, what was the jacket he's wearing in Beat It? But nobody has to stop and think, what jacket was he wearing in Thriller? <laughs> like, you see somebody else put it on, you're like, oh, hey, that's the jacket from Thriller. So that's honestly the reason I said it. It's so bizarre. In real life, would I wear the jacket? <laughs> no, absolutely not. And that's exactly why that was the real. Here's the, let me give the you, best one. Let me give you the real answer. Answered. The real answer to JP's question is the jacket that he wore to meet George W. Bush. The one that had like the military fringe on the uh, shoulders. Yeah. So he looked like a <laughs> his good his Mar his Muhammad Gaddafi jacket. Wait, wasn't that Reagan? Whichever one. I don't know. It's he like came a, at it's like a like a Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, yeah that, um, that was a that was actually a pretty cool outfit. I remember thinking when I was a kid thinking like, did he get promoted to well, general or something? He looked like but with the jack but with the glasses, he looked like he was from V. yeah he could be a lizard person we don't know that we don't know we don't know well truth is out there well jp as the person who picked the album can i release you the poor moderator who has to talk about this album and say that we could do final thoughts because i think we covered every reason i wanted to do this album sounds good to me well, I don't I mean, think we need I, to go song you, by song. You haven't gotten to your thoughts on. Um, um, I don't even have. I, I didn't even get that far in my notes, guys. I, you couldn't even <laughs> pretend to make something up. I was going to use one of the like one of the you last. Even ballads. pick a song at the end just to pretend <laughs> that you tried. I didn't. Even oh, get that my, far. I just I went to bed. Ceilings are hurt. Like, I, I have everything I can say about Thriller, Beat It, and Billie Jean. Well, I didn't talk much about Billie Jean, but that's okay. Um, we've talked. Yeah. Light up sidewalk. No, to me, Billy Jean I, was I all about the. Kid. To me, Billy Jean is. I mean, the song's great, all that good stuff. But the Billy Jean was all about what happened on stage when he performed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, changed well, world, he changed the world. He changed the world with the moonwalk. 
but Terminator no, Salvation. But... Watch watch that movie for the, the the existence of Brandon Howard, <laughs> uh, music producer. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, Turns out probably was my the kid is the kid is your son, Michael Jackson. <laughs> the kid is your son. A kid is not my son. But but JP, I'll release you. So I'll okay. say Father Chuck can give his final thoughts, and then JP, and then I will, and you can close us out. Sure, we can go be ahead. done, go ahead. and you don't have to make stuff up. Go for it. So Father Chuck, your final thoughts on Thriller, if you have any, if you haven't already said them. Uh, I mean, I kind of have said everything I need to say about Thriller. If you just if you just want to remind the world that I'm right about which jacket is better, you can use this as your opportunity. To... I will agree. I will agree that the I'll agree that the thriller jacket is more iconic. Okay, but I I'll take it. Be... Stop there. Nope, nope, nope. Stop there. I'll take it. <laughs> I, we can, we let's end on an agreeing term. Um, we don't have to argue about who's right and who's wrong. We both agree it was iconic. Yours is could be better. Let's thriller jacket Calvinism. That's all I'm going to say. Stop <laughs> freaking talking. I told you to shut your mouth right there before. JP, what's your final thoughts? Because I'm done with him. What are, What did you think? Um, that's cool. Thanks. <laughs> I think if no, I if I ever have to listen to the girl is mine again, I'll probably kill myself. <laughs> um, that doggone girl is mine. That, hey, God, that. Mm, hey, that's a bad lyric. That's a bad lyric. <laughs> the so the bad. result of that song so bad. Let's, can we can we just take a moment real quick to appreciate the fact that the result of that song was that Michael Jackson screwed Paul McCartney over out of the ownership of the Beatles music? Yeah, they... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's... Oh, Doggone man. Girl is mine. Yeah, but your entire song catalog is. <laughs> Doggone <laughs> sound catalog is mine. <laughs> mine, mine. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I'm going to come together in a Nike commercial just to spite me. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, it's it's, it's good. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks. Well, let me say this, and then JP can figure out how to wrap this up in a way. Because I really did, like I said, when, when we started, I was honest. I said, look, I want to talk about the album. I love the album. But if you really ask me, what do you think about the songs and stuff today? They're all right. It's fun. It's a fun listen. Um, but the impact it had on me much less on music was so big that i was like oh this is the album i gotta talk about so it kind of perfectly fit that this week and this is an an analogy i've used before but i think it fits perfectly here so follow me for a second then i'll let jp close us out um heather and i got on a kick where i brought up a movie one night we're talking and i said something i was like oh like 16 candles and heather said oh i never saw it I was like, you haven't seen 16 Candles? And she's like, no. I said, what about Say Anything? No. What about Pretty in Pink? No. Oh, my gosh. Our movies are decided all week. (laughs) So we watched Pretty in Pink, Say Anything, 16 Candles. We watched Can't Hardly Wait for our 90s touch. And at the end of them, I asked Heather, so what did you think? She's like, they were fun. I really liked them, but I felt like they're kind of slow. I said, but babe, here's what I want you to realize. And she agrees with this because she's like, I liked them, but they felt a little slow. I was like, but if those movies didn't exist, everything we've seen since then wouldn't have been influenced the way it was. So you've seen everything else. All the, like her favorite movie is like Just Married or um, 
what's the other one what happens in vegas are like two of her favorite older comedies from back in the day but there's like i would argue without i would argue without 16 candles pretty in pink you don't get things like the other half of it or the other half mm-hmm. which is an incredible movie on netflix right now and people who have seen it are are going absolutely and you two losers who have not listened to me and watched it yet will catch up someday um i haven't read that comment that coming <laughs> through on my phone and i'm not going to but bottom line is those movies might not be the most exciting thing you've seen now, but kind of like the Matrix is to, to action movies. If you've seen everything since then, the, the problem is if you never saw the Matrix first, you've seen the Matrix because you've seen it in every movie after. Um, if you saw Sonic the Hedgehog, when he gets in a fight and he starts running We're still talking about Sonic. and everything... Everything around him slows down. Didn't we talk about this on like the shut, first shut episode of, of this okay. of Music Mayhem? <laughs> Sorry. The end. No thriller. Life sucks. The end. We needed it. It was there. You guys won. You beat me. What do you, what do you want from me? What do you say? Sonic the Hedgehog. He did the thing. He ran. It wasn't slow. They did the bullet time. (laughs) I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear anything. I want to say right now, Chuck's mom, you're out there listening. Be careful now. (laughs) Can you encourage? Can you encourage? Just send a message encouraging me and let me know that your son's being a jerk to me right now and he's hurting my feelings. Could you lecture him for me, please? on a public forum so I can laugh at him and poke fingers. Not that I would, because that's, that's mean. But um, but he hurt my feelings right now, and I'm going to go cry in well, a corner. I mean, maybe cry. maybe if you recorded with us when I'm we gonna, talked about I'm the gonna Matrix, go I'm going to go back to occasional... I'm going to go back to occasional, Matt, because... Well... Uh... Hold on. I'm just going to stare off like the guy in the video. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Well, I close this out. You know, is is that it? Is that? I mean, are you are you really done? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts? I mean, oh yeah, I'm done. Well, okay. I mean, what am I gonna say after that? I'm All right, gonna cry. Well, and I also just want to point out real quick. I, I think, aside from Michael Jackson, the other kind of standout in the album is is Quincy Jones, um, with just sort of the legendary uh, production value and instrumentals that he put into this music. Um, just as much iconic as Michael's voice and dance. Um, so that's just my one, my, my two cents. So, okay. Well, there, there you have it, folks. Uh, Thriller by Michael Jackson. Uh, thank you so much, uh, for selecting that, Matt. Uh, yeah, thank I, it you was, for nothing. It was, it was thrilling. Ha <laughs> uh, Um. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You make fun of me, but then you get away with that on our podcast. It's fine. Carry on. Go ahead. You know um, I love you, and you know you love me. Yeah. Haven't we said that before? Like, it means anything, apparently. You know Go what? Ahead. Carry on. <laughs> Your guys' relationship reminds me of a relationship between Sonic the Hedgehog and and and, and, and James Marsden. All right. And the Sonic Knuckles. the Hedgehog movie. If I, <laughs> if I, right now turn our 
podcast rated R by what I want to say to you at this moment, my parents would be horribly ashamed of me. So could you please wrap it up? Because I want to reach through our fun little video here. It's like and Chuck strangle is being, you and your Chuck Sonic is being, Chuck is being Sonic. Matt is being James Marsden. It's beautiful. Um, that was the last I like movie James I saw in, in movie theaters, by the way. Guys. James Marsden is beautiful. <laughs> Your knuckles. Okay, so tails, tails, tails. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, who cares about these cartoons? All right. So that that was uh, James Marsden is Cyclops. So thank you. He's also I knew you would like that. He's also in Disturbing Behavior, which is a pretty good movie. Oh, it yeah. actually is a good movie. So continue to compliment me and in your insults, JP. Just <laughs> prove to the world that Noah. I'm better than you. You know, I've been listening to. He's also, wait, whoa, 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 wait. He's also what? Second Noah. He was on the show Second Noah. I didn't see it. Carry on. I put, speaking of disturbing <laughs> behavior, speaking of disturbing behavior, I put uh, Flagpole Sitta as my, my ringtone for my phone. Oh, gosh. So whenever someone calls me, it goes, absolutely, I'm absolutely going to have to see if I can watch that movie tonight. What's it available on? I don't know. I got to watch it tonight. I got to watch disturbing behavior now. Cool. All right. So that song and red right hand from, um, Scream. Scream. Sorry. Carry on. Uh, so, okay, that was Thriller by Michael Jackson, and that's pretty much it for Music Mayhem. We have one more episode left. One more. Please continue to take this journey with us. We're in our, we're going to be we're going to do our our I guess sort of an epilogus episode. Is that a word? Epilogus? Epilog? Ep- no. Logical? I don't know. Uh, we're going. Join us next week as we spin the wheel of mayhem and we let fate decide. Well, album well, we listen to it will either be Pearl Jam or Counting Crows. There is a forty percent <laughs> chance that it could be uh, the Shags. Uh, Dave Matthews. We'll if I were an evil genius, I'm not gonna lie. If I were an evil genius, I would be like working really hard behind the scenes to have Patrick and Matt, like the, all of us, collaborate on finding music that's just gonna annoy JP, so we can like, <laughs> like imagine if all the if all the choices yeah. were like. Pearl Jam, Counting Crows, Dave Matthews. Oh my God, John Mayer. That's like, that's like the meanest thing I've ever heard, and a horrible idea. And Chuck stay on. Chuck stay on after he hangs up. But um, I think it's <laughs> awful. Why would you? Why would you say such a thing? But it's funny. <sighs> no, I'm just. I'm gonna rig it so that when you spin the dumb wheel, the only album that shows up is Thriller, so we can talk about it again. <laughs> so you can all no. mock me about saying what I've already said before. What you should do, Matt, <laughs> is you should put Thirty Seconds of Mars on again. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Done. Same album. And then Same album. Don't show up again for the next episode. Absolutely. <laughs> we were like, why did that Matt pick this album? Nice. We don't know. By the exact way, classic same album. that I picked the album and couldn't be on the episode. But carry on. <laughs> Okay. All right. So join us at the Wheel of Mayhem next week. Thank you so much for listening. And I want to thank uh, Father Chuck and the occasional Matt for everything. Just for everything. And also, Father Fun will be with us next time. He, Like I said, he's still listening to You Want to Be Starting Something, so he couldn't really make it. Father Fun, come back. I need somebody nice. I'm <laughs> done with these two. I don't want to talk to them anymore. All right. Okay. So it's the last episode of music mayhem and as is tradition started last year we end on the wheel of mayhem now if you're not familiar the wheel of mayhem 
what happens is uh, I ask each of the Masters of Divinity to submit two albums, one good album and one bad album. And then we put the albums on a wheel, which is this little uh, this little app thing called Wheel Decide. And then we spin it and we let fate decide what the last album we will listen to be uh, for, for Music Mayhem. <clears throat> so before I do that, I'm just going to read off what the titles are. And then we're going to give it a spin. And then uh, we'll see. It's either going to be an album that rules or an album that sucks. We'll see. So, choices are Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, Teenage Dream by Katy Perry, Heaven and Hell by Black Sabbath. Uh, Philosophy of the World by The Shags. Who chose that? Uh, Jesus Freak by DC Talk. To Hell with the Devil by Striper. August and Everything After by The Counting Crows. Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. And then I have a spin again slot just to, you know, just to create a little, little bit of tension. So... Alright, I have not done a pre-spin. Uh, I have not done any kind of spin. I've, I've entered these albums into the wheel, and I am spinning them right now. So there has been no uh, uh, trickery involved. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the album is Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. Well, okay. So we'll be ending this year's Music Mayhem with Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Everybody go out and listen to that album and come back and we'll, we'll listen to it on the episode. Or not on the episode, we'll listen to it We'll come back and we'll talk extensively about Katy Perry's teenage dream. Good, good journey.